Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. And now, let's join our hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam, and joining me for the final podcast of 2018, it's my friend Matt. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. You? Yeah, good Christmas. It was. Um, I I ate and drank to the point that you know, I don't know if you've ever seen that sketch on um, uh, Monty Python sketch with a big guy yeah. and he has the the wafer thin mint. I was one wafer thin mint from exploding <laughs> on Christmas evening. So <laughs> um, there, there's a, a lovely lady who I follow on Twitter uh, via the Spurs News Twitter account, which is at Spurs News 1961. Everybody, follow us today. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and there's a lady on there, and she described her Christmas day as she had a food baby on board. <laughs> and I, I, I'm told that that's like quite a common thing, but it's the first time I'd heard that expression, and I was killing myself. I was like, that's brilliant. <laughs> that is just fantastic. Um, I, I just want to uh, start with a couple of things really quickly. One, uh, today I have a cat that is driving me insane it's become incessantly needy over christmas <laughs> and has decided that it's going to join me to podcast today. so all our listeners if you hear a cat during this and it sounds like it's in distress it's not genuinely it's just trying to get my attention it is a pain in the ass my daughter's cat anyway the second thing i want to say a massive thank you to whichever spurs fan asked father christmas for our results over christmas <sighs> Because, well done you. Whoa, it's what has happened? It's been amazing, hasn't it? Absolutely amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's like I need to thank whoever it was who put that wish in for Sissoko to become a hell of a good player as well. Because <laughs> someone someone did their birthday wish or something with that. Or, yeah, that, that's insane. But um, uh, we got to start in kind of chronological order. So let's start with the Everton game. Was- uh, we, we uh, before, on our last podcast, the Christmas special... Me and you had a bit of a chat about how that was a real tricky place to go, Goodison yep. Park. Yep. Um, and let's just sort of break it down. We conceded two goals there. Um, if I said to you before we were going to go to Goodison Park and we were going to concede two, would you have thought, well, there's a victory there? Or would you have been thinking, ah, a loss, maybe a draw if we're lucky? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah two or draw. I hope it was that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's hope it was. Um, yeah, we smashed them 6-2, and I'm still kind of saying that out loud and still not quite believing it. I watched it, and I'm still not fully believing it happened. It was incredible. It's, it it was funny because, obviously, they scored first, didn't they? And then they yep. um, scored that goal. That, for me personally, I mean, I'll, I'll try to take my, my bias away and look at it from a sort yeah. of a devil's advocate point of view. I don't yep. think it... I think it was... like I think Sanchez realised he was kind of out of position... Yeah. And just kind of felt the push, went with it, and just hoped that he'd get the foul more than it, yeah. it actually being a foul. So it, we was lucky, I think. To... It is. I agree. I agree. That there is one of those decisions where I think you can look at it, and when you look at it in slow motion, the push looks really significant. Mm. But in real time, I was like, "What? No, that's a goal. Why has that been ruled out?" Maybe my initial thought was, "Oh, he must have drifted off and then come He's, back." You exactly know, like sometimes. What, yep, that's what I, my my but, thought was. Um, but then the referee, they're like, no, it was a push, and they slowed slow motion. I was like, oh, wow, yeah, that that was a push. Fair <laughs> play to the referee. You don't. Uh, but the more I thought about it, the more I thought, if I was an Everton fan, I'd be screaming about that. But on the flip side, it, it, I think it's one of those where it's so 
um, subjective and opinionated to the referee. A different referee sees that incident exactly the same and doesn't give anything. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And yeah. those are the type of decisions where I can understand that fans and coaches and players just drives you insane. Yeah. But the one thing I would say is that uh, Calvert-Lewin, I think it is, who seems quite a tidy player... Mm really did cross the line a lot with pushing during that game. Mm. And I'm wondering if that's a common thing. So I don't watch Everton a lot. And because of that, the referees had it in their mind that that's how he plays. Yeah, yeah. You, you, if, you find that, don't you? It's like a little bit... Yeah. With like the, I know Deli Alli's sort of calmed down a bit, but for a while he was kind of getting penalised for things because yeah. of his reputation more than Yeah, anything. because it was yeah. Deli. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just wondering if... The referees have got it in their mind that that's what he does, so he was looking for it. Because if you watch the rest of that game, now if you imagine we flipped it, we watched the rest of that game, and then that incident happened later, I think everyone would be saying, yeah, it's a blatant push. We saw him pushing people around all game. Mm. Uh, Yeah, so it was a bit... Because I don't watch Everton a lot, I don't know if that's the case, but just based on the evidence of that one game, that player seems to want to put his hands on people and push them a lot. Mm. And again, it's subjective and it's annoying because some referees might just say, oh, shoulder to shoulder, you know, that's that's physicality. But my interpretation always is the shoulder to shoulder thing is literally that, you, you know, your arms to your side, your shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, sure. If you actually lift your hands and put them on somebody to push them, that's, you know, that's a foul. That's a, you know, that's something. So... Um, I can understand why he gave it, but like you, I did think we kind of dodged a bullet. Yeah, we did. Yeah, but what a fi- yeah. what a finish by Sonny for the equaliser. That oh, that yeah. wasn't Pick easy. That. that wasn't easy at all, was it? Oh mate, I, I thought he uh, the nicest possible throw. I thought he cocked it right up <laughs> uh, because the the defensive mistake. Um, you know, so other goalkeepers make those mistakes. That's England's number one, apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Harry Kane just smarter. Did you see full time? Pickford walked up to him like to shake his hand and came and just smiling at him and it's like, yeah, that's going to be awkward when you get back in the camp. Um, but yeah, Sonny, I mean, that mistake happened and you're right. I mean, that that was some finish and even when he hit it, I thought, oh, he's missed it. Yeah, it was it was perfect, wasn't it? But yeah, I, I swear to God, if Pickford had actually got back to his goal, that still gone. Yeah, he still would have touched it. Exactly. Yeah, 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 it still would have hit the corner and... When you're, it's one of those things. You remember, like a month ago, and Sonny was doing everything but scoring. Mm. He was running constantly. He was getting chances, and it was like a hit in Rosette. And then all of a sudden, he's hit this form, and it's like everything that's leaving his foot is mm. finding the corner again. Mm. Uh, you you just think of the game with Bournemouth yesterday. He's finishing that the first one, just bang, inch perfect. The keeper even got a hand to it, but there was nothing he could do. Yeah. Um, just yeah, when Sonny's in form, he's lethal. Yeah. He's really lethal, and it's and he's a joy to watch, isn't he? Just the smile on his face. It, it, yeah, I mean, you talk. About, I was at the the uh, the Bournemouth game yesterday, and yeah. uh, I just love what like I, I, well, I love watching him anyway, but especially when he's in form like he is now. Yeah, he's just an absolute joy to watch. He, he really he is. is. I know, I know I've, I've spoke about it in previous podcasts, but. You know, he's he's worth at least half what I'm paying for my ticket to watch this this match. You know, he's just yeah. honestly like he, he takes players on. He brings excitement as soon as he's got the ball. You can sense the excitement in the stadium. Yeah. What's he going to do? And not just that, but he's got, like you say, scoring goals. His accuracy at the moment is unnerving. The, you know the way he's yeah. finding the net. It's, and, it, and it makes it such a sickener that we're not going to have him for, for a few oh, weeks. No, we'll, we'll come on to that. We'll come on to that. <laughs> I, I, um, I'll tell you something else from the Everton game. Sonny got that assist as well. Yeah. Um, 
And that was inch perfect. And again, the, the banter between the players, Harry said afterwards, I finally got an assist off him. <laughs> um, you know, and, and, and of all the people who can say that, it's Harry Kane saying yeah, that. Yeah, sure. Who, let's face it, when I see the goal, I'm going to shoot. <laughs> um, yeah, not, not as much as he was a couple of seasons ago. Perhaps that's why he's not barreled in as many this year. But yeah. let, let's face it, he's still the second highest goal scorer in the league. And yet he's doing so much more play around the park this year. Absolutely, it, it's, it's ridiculous how how good a player he's been for us. But yeah, focus on the Everton game. I mean, Ericsson's goal. Yeah, um, just a block. it was like a mini Angels Townsend, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Let, let's just give a quick nod to the academy graduate Townsend a second because that strike, my oh, God. God, it's like you you can watch it a thousand yeah. times. You like. It gets better every time you watch it, doesn't it? Yeah. Now, I, I was fortunate enough to watch Andros play for our academy side. Um, I'm sure you as well watched him play for the first team several times. I did, yeah. And I, and I can say this with 99% uh, assured, uh, assurance and, and accuracy that 99 times out of 100, when Andros does that, he takes out a poor old lady in the stands. Yeah, Rose <laughs> But that one time, that one time, and what a, what a team to do it against, yeah. because in, in a little way, following the results that just happened, Andros's goal there uh, helped Tottenham move up into second. Yeah, we almost call him Agent Townsend, can't we, at the moment? <laughs> yeah, um, so that's uh, about 10 minutes into the podcast, and I mentioned we're second in the league. I did quite well. <laughs> Did I? I yeah, mean, did, second mate. in the league. That's second in the league. Yeah, I did bring that up. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad I mentioned that we're second in the league because I was worried that I wouldn't mention that we're second in the league enough during the podcast because I'm quite proud of the fact we're second in the league. And if you notice, we're also we're second in the league above a team that apparently, according to every media outlet, are just going to rip the Premier League apart again this season. I, I was fairly. I, I always find it funny how Man City won the league like in September. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I always forget, you know, because cause they tell me that they, they'd already won the league. <laughs> and then they won it again in October and they won it again in November. Now, Liverpool, of course, have won the league in December. Yeah. All credit to them. Um, and we'll just keep going, yeah. but we're second. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're second in the league. Let's, let's just focus there for a moment. So, I, I mean, the goals against Everton were great. I think um, the conceding, the second goal from them, I, I genuinely, I think it went to... Uh, 4-2 didn't it at that point it did yeah we were 4-1 up and that brought it to 4-2 yeah. didn't it yeah and so so I had this I had this real strange moment and I'd, I'd like to know uh, if you felt this as well or and many other Spurs fans listening to this had this moment now I made a joke on Twitter but some people didn't get that I was joking so hopefully I can clarify this I had this sort of in the, all the years I've been following this club when that goal went in for Everton every part of my body went this is going to be four four. <laughs> yeah, you. you I, I think you can't even believe you this is going to be four four. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like every single thing, and I had to kind of stop myself for a moment and go, "No, hang on." Everything that Pock's done for the last few years has been to drive that crap out. Yeah, yeah, we've had a few blip results. Everybody does. Just look at Man City for the last week. Mm. You know, the the greatest football team to ever play ever. They're not second in the league anymore. We are. Mm. Just thought I'd bring that up. <laughs> But it just this ingrained thing over like all the years I've supported the club. I was like, oh, it's going to be four yep. four. The bloody commentators are going on, and I'm going to come on and talk about the commentators in a minute. But I just, I just had that in this gut feeling. I made the joke on Twitter. I said, "Are you really a Spurs fan if you've not just quickly checked the odds of what four four would be from this point?" <laughs> yeah. uh, they were like fifty to one, by the way. <laughs> um, so. 
so I looked at it and I just went, no, no, I, I actually, you know, I, I genuinely now believe that that's not going to happen. I have a genuine belief that we have managed to throw that off. Because in the past, it wasn't a case of, uh, maybe they're going to come back. It was, oh, they're going to come back. Mm. There's no way. I remember watching an FA Cup game against Manchester City where they were down to 10 oh, men and were destroying the four, them. 4-3, oh, yeah. Uh, and and I, I still remember. I'm still haunted by that, and and many other games that have happened that I'm haunted. Well, you by. got the man, that one, the Man United one, when we were three 0 up at half time, and we end up somehow losing five uh, three. That was hell for me. I was with a Man United fan at the time, and I'd I'd seen the score that we were three 0 up. I'd given him no end of stick, and we went in to watch a film in the cinema. Yeah. We came out. I just thought, oh, I'll check the final score. Oh, you're oh, kidding shit. me. Why? And he went, oh, what did it end up as? I was like, oh, I don't want to talk to you. Just, just shut up, I don't want to talk to you. But yeah, I, it just, all those years. And then I, I kind of, I, and I sort of sat there watching it, and I, I think I put in the chat like, oh. But the, you could see the team have learned because we then didn't go crazy. We didn't sit off. We just controlled the ball for a yeah, few minutes. yeah. Just like took all of the the crowd were up because they got the goal. Everything was up, and it was like, no, we just take that sting out of it. And the minute you come at us again, we're going to hit you on the break. And sure enough, five two six two, it was done. That's dusted. That, Thank you very much. That, talking about the goal, Sam. That last goal. I mean, what was it? Something like yeah. nineteen passes, wasn't it? And and yeah. the last three were kind of what twenty yards from it in from our from, yeah. from our goal line. Three passes, yeah. one touch, boom 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 in the back of the net. But see it was just a beautiful thing. It was controlling the ball and then bang. It was like, you know, we got all control of the ball and by moving the ball around we moved Everett and out of position because they were trying to come on to us and then it was just clinical. Three passes. Ding ding and ding. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> I, yeah. Loved it. I mean I, I can't speak highly enough for how well we played in that game. Um to the point that when we went into our game yesterday, as we record this, against Bournemouth, my genuine feeling was, ah, nah, see, now we've just had that amazing victory. Now we're going into the Bournemouth game. Um, this could be tricky. Bournemouth are a good side. Um, I, I really rate a number of Bournemouth players, by the way, and I enjoy watching them play. And we've had all this press crap about Eddie Howe, Mauricio, or... You know, the lads only played a couple of days ago. Bournemouth have had that extra day's rest. So, again, it's almost like this ingrained mentality in me as a Spurs fan for the last 20-something years that I was expecting us to lose that game 1-0 yesterday. Yeah, do you know what, Sam? I think it's it's probably a generational thing, isn't it? Because like, me and you are yeah. of a similar generation. And funnily yeah. enough, when I was at the game yesterday, there's um, you've got... Obviously, with with the problems with the, with the the new ground and everything, we're we're still a season. And if anyone who's listening that is a season ticket holder will be aware of this. We're we're still being offered our seat that we had yeah. last season, so we get first dibs on it, and then uh, we can then choose to sit somewhere else if we like after it goes on to general sale. So I when I when I went to the game yesterday, I sat in my usual seat, and there was there was a two gentlemen next to me that were there last season. It was really good to see them. Oh, nice! And uh, one of them is this guy Scott. Um, he he's of a similar age to us as well, but he's mm. been going like he's been had a season ticket for like twenty twenty odd years. He's like a real wow. sort of he goes home wow. and away and everything. But even he said, 
I think if we're going to win this, it's going to be by one goal. He said, "I don't. Yeah. I, it's going to be one of these games where, you yeah. know, we've had we've had the we've had the big win. We're on a high. Yeah. We're expecting us to win again comfortably, but it's Spurs, and we yeah. have we have that mentality. And, <clears throat> excuse me, it's like a conflict of mentality with us, isn't it? it because is. at the moment, yeah, it's it a is real absolutely yeah. because we we it's almost like part of your brain is saying it's Spurs. Remember what we used to be like, but the other part of your brain yeah. is saying." Look, we're, we're we're under Poch now. It's different, you know. It's it, yeah. it is different, and it's just you, you yeah. almost like you you don't want to. It's almost like this tempting tempting fate thing, isn't it? Where you're like, is, I want yeah. to really believe, and, and and I guess it's going back to what Pochettino spoke about in his press conference the other day about our kind of fragile mentality, where we yeah. and and we get that. We get that our generation, I think, get that because of what we've had in the past. It's only human yeah. nature, isn't it? That you make mis- like you make mistakes. Like you'll be confident about something that doesn't work, or you'll you'll be assured of something that isn't that hasn't happened. And your brain yeah. says, right, okay, you learn from that, so you don't be assured next time because it could go wrong. And yeah. and that's what's happening to us. We like, although we know that we're a, such a strong team mentally, and we're and we're doing so well in the back of our minds, we're still thinking, don't. Don't believe it too much because yeah. look what happened in the past, you know. And, and yeah, it, yeah, you're spot on. I always, yeah. I always also say that most Spurs fans suffer from abandonment anxiety. Yeah, sure. Um, and, and I think we're all kind of feeling that a little bit at the moment as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So, so just I don't, I don't want to dwell on that crap too much, but I do just want to say before we talk more about the Bournemouth game because I want to bring this up. Uh, I watched the Everton game on TV. Did you watch it on Sky? As I did. Well? I did, mate. Yeah. Um. I don't know whether you felt the same way as me, and I know a lot of people online did. Um, I get kind of sick to death of um, the commentators pushing agendas. Oh, God, yeah. So I I want them to commentate on the game. And, yeah, there are going to be some things in the news sometimes. So, like, for example, if Deli Alley punched someone in a nightclub the week before, they're going to bring that up during commentary. That's fine. But it shouldn't dictate the entire game. Now, that, that football match had eight goals in it. It was six two. Two teams just went for it. They they decided, you know, Everton decided just to come at us and we were by far the better side on the day and we just tore them apart. And someone did a tally on Twitter that of the something like a hundred minutes in total that the commentators were talking, of that a hundred minutes, twenty minutes of it was dedicated to Manchester United. Seriously? Yeah, 20 Jesus. of 100 minutes. Now, that's, that's interspersed across the whole thing. Yeah. But 20 minutes that's... of 100 talking about Pock to Man United. And, and it wasn't just... Now, uh, someone's done a few clips and stuff like that. And I was tempted to throw them on here today. But I thought, you know what? No, sod it. I'm not going to give it any more sort of gravitas than it is. But I do genuinely understand now why fans... And it's not just us. It happens to a lot of clubs. It's teams get so fed up with you know the media in general but the football media you know sky sports are just pushing this because it it grabs them viewers for sky sports news um people are putting bets on sky bet now sky sports and sky whatever it is don't own sky bet anymore it was bought by another company but the shareholders are still murdoch yeah, by the way yeah um but yeah there, there's just so much in there and and when I'm watching that, and it felt like everything that happened, it's like, oh, that's a fantastic goal. That volley from Ericsson, I mean, that's just such a great goal. I wonder if Pochettino would want to take him to Man United. That, <sighs> that was just the sort of thing. That's just me saying that. But it was like that the mm-hmm. whole game. And mm-hmm. and because 
I was largely ignoring it because I was largely just so focused on the game. But even when I was largely ignoring it, I and I want to say a little thing. Gary Neville at one point, to me, felt like a man who had actually got a little bit sick of it himself. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. And, and I'll tell you for why. Because he was getting asked questions constantly. And he was answering them. And at one point, he actually said, at no point did I say Pochettino should go to Manchester United. Yeah. I'm Man United through and through. I'd love him to go and he would be my first choice. Yeah, sure. I'm not saying he should go. Now, he kind of clarified that because the commentator next to him, I think it's Martin Tyler, was just constant. Yeah. All yeah. the time. Uh, you know, this has happened. Oh, well, of course, you know, you're going to talk about Man United. And as the game ended, you go, oh, Tottenham 6, Everton 2. Uh, you know, we're going to talk to Pochettino afterwards. I'm sure he'll have lots to say without having to utter the words Man United. It's like, what have you done? Yeah. What the hell? Um it frustrates me. Now, it reminds me a lot of when Real Madrid went for Gareth Bale. Mm. And it was like all the press, everything. Bale was gone. You mm. know, it, it was just 24-7. Real Madrid want him. Real Madrid are going to get him. Uh, he's going to want to go there. He wants to go there. Of course he wants to go there. A friend of his, you know, a friend of his cleaner's mum wants, <laughs> you know. And it was just 24-7. And it got sickening and it got to this point where I was so fed up by the end I was almost willing to buy the bastard a plane ticket you know <laughs> it was like you know what I'm done yeah just get it over with get it done yeah and Man United appeared to be learning from Real Madrid with this you know mm. this kind of all out press assault of all of this crap non-stop and it's it's kind of like a test in the water thing they kind of want the press to do the job for them of saying hey Man United really, really want him to go there, really want him to kind of test the water to see if Pox is going to go, no, sod off, yeah. I'm not interested. Or if he's going to go, hey, you know, I'd have to consider it if I'm ever offered, or, or what. Now, I know a lot of Tottenham fans are desperate for him to just stand up and go, I'm going nowhere. You know, Tottenham till I die. We all remember Carl Walker saying that, by the way. <laughs> but... He's not going to do that. He's a professional he person. He can't now. do it, can he? He can't. Well, no. No, he's a professional person with four and a bit, four and a half years left on his contract at Tottenham. All of his coaches, etc. His family, you know, all living there. All of these different factors. He is where he is. There is nothing... If we go on our next eight games and we lose every single game, it is not beyond the realms of possibility that Daniel Levy doesn't drag him into the office and go, you need to turn this around fast. Mm-hmm. Because football is a results business, and is. something could go wrong, and he has to keep. He can't turn around and go, "I am never taking a Man United job. I am Tottenham till I die." And then Daniel Levy go, "I don't like the fact you said that. You're fired." Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, you know, you, you've got to keep yeah, your options. You I mean, can't. that's the thing. It's like, look, look we, we like he's done. He's done brilliant at Spurs, and I'd love to see him stay. But yeah. it's almost like you have to kind of take yourself out of it as a Spurs fan, don't you? And think of it as you, like trying to think of it as yourself, so you, so you've yep. got no before he before he becomes Spurs manager, there was no affiliation to Spurs. He had no affiliation. Nope. He never played for us. Didn't know. So it was like you know we, we've got it from Southampton. He's done fantastically, and I'm like Sam. I'm this, when I'm saying this, I'm not saying that I want him to leave. I'm no. I'll I'm be not. devastated if he left. Absolutely devastated. But I just trying to see it from his point of view. And yeah. look, we're 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 above Man United in the league. I I'd, I would argue that we've got a better squad. Uh, we obviously. You know, on, in, on on the league, we're doing a lot better, but Man- Manchester United is is 
kind of almost, I'd suggest, on a par with Real Madrid when it comes to the size of the club. Man United is huge, isn't it? It's a massive, massive club. Financially, yeah. they're they're huge. Globally, they're huge. You know, he he. It is like a. I guess I guess for a lot a lot of people, it'd be the pinnacle, wouldn't it, to man, to manage Manchester United. Yeah, for, so, for some, definitely. But look what's just happened to Jose. Yeah, of, of course. Yeah, he's compl- with his CV. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not. I'm again. I'm probably you know devil's advocate. I'm just trying to look at. It, I'm trying to take yeah, yeah. myself away from being a Spurs, a Spurs fan and looking at it from how how he possibly could look at it from his point of view. Now, I yeah. I hope that it, it, if Pochettino is one of these people that is very moral, isn't he, and very like. Um, What's the word? He's kind of, uh, you know, he, if he's he, he's true to his word, isn't he? He is. You know, he's, yeah. he's that's, the, he's, that's why we know he wouldn't leave mid-season. Yeah, he's he's a know? polar opposite to Judas, isn't he? That you know, if you look at Judas on one end of the scale, he's the opposite end. You know, so how dare you <laughs> mention I said the him word in the same breath as Pochettino? <laughs> but they're, but they're, oh. we're, we're looking at scales, aren't we? And he's the opposite yeah. end of it. So he'd, he'd he'd never do that. But I I I, I, I don't know. I, I, I Hope and pray he doesn't go. I do. I'm just worried though. And, and I and one thing that worries me a little bit as well uh, is that when remember years ago when there was all the talk of Redknapp going uh, managing England. Yeah, yeah. And we had that had that game that I was at the White Hart Lane when we beat Newcastle five 0 And I was thinking, well, it doesn't matter if um, you know we're all singing, we want you to stay, Harry Redknapp, we want you to stay. But the season just kind of just sort of dis- dismantled slightly, yeah. you know. And and yeah. I'm really worried about that happening with us and. You know, as the media seem to be ramping it up a little, uh, as they are, it's just, um, you know, this could be a, this could be a, a season where we really do something, and this is the yeah. last thing we need, isn't it? No, I know, and the the thing is, we are never going to know what's being said behind the scenes, so we will never know if Pochettino addresses these this crap with the with the players. Like, <laughs> yeah, ignore that, ignore it. It's nothing. You know, come on, let's let's crack on. Or, because we do know now, as time has marched on, that Redknapp said stuff to the squad, which made them all think he was leaving. Right, right. <laughs> which, yeah, so that team fell apart. I don't think in a million years, Pop would turn around to the squad and go, yeah, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, no, I can't <laughs> you know, see that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think if any of them even asked him, he'd just be like, no one's offered me a damn thing. I'm, you know, I'm... This is my focus. This yeah. is where I am. Yeah. Um, we 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 got to win stuff now. Um, I don't want to dwell on it too much because otherwise, me and you could end up talking about this every single yeah, week. Yeah, we don't want to do I that. Which I think no. which would drive us both insane, and it drive. But I did want to raise that about the Sky Sports commentators because it it was kind of sickening that that how much they were doing that. And yeah. What was really sickening is the more I thought about it, the more I thought, I wonder if they do that to other teams. I wonder if the Chelsea's and clubs like that would feel the same way. And I genuinely don't know because, of course, you don't notice these things until it's affecting you. Of course, of course. So I I genuinely don't know if other teams have had that experience. I do know that, like I said last week, Southampton fans are probably smiling right now. (laughs) Um, But it's... yeah. One of those things I can't, I can't get my head around what possible reason they'd want him to go there, mm. other than the fact that Man United's the kind of deemed as the Premier League team. You know, in mm. the Premier League era, they're the most dominant side. Yeah. 
and because of that sky sports kind of have this indelible link with them it's just weird mm, but mm. um yeah uh, let's let's kind of draw a line under that yes, because I like agree, i said mate. it could it can easily dominate every single podcast like it's going to dominate the media um i know everybody listening has probably got their opinions as well there's going to be so many opportunities throughout the rest few months for us all to kind of air our views on it but yeah, let's draw a line there. So focusing on the Bournemouth game, both of us had that same feeling then, which is we just smashed Everton away 6-2. We're playing at home against Bournemouth. Ah, oh, damn it. 1-0 defeat incoming. Well, where we'll have 90 shots on target. You know, their, their goalkeeper is about to prove he's the best timekeeper in the world. Um, we're going to hit the post, the bar. Their keeper is going to save it whilst looking the other way. You know, it's going to be one of them games. Um, and... I, I don't know about you, but Bournemouth were playing well. <laughs> um, they kind of created a couple of chances, and I was saying, oh, here we go. Ah, oh, damn it, yeah, <laughs> this is... But then we just seemed to have this ability in, the, in that game yesterday. I mean, you were there live, so maybe you can talk better on it, but we just seemed to be able to go click, goal, yeah. and, then, and then sit back again, and then mm. click, goal. It was like every time we felt like we needed to do something, we just went up a gear, scored a goal, and then just went back into cruise control. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. Yeah, you're in cru- cruise control and then we're, the Spurs are like, yeah, well, let's just score a goal, shift the gear up, score a goal, and then put us back into cruise control for a little while. And it, I, it was incredible. I mean, yeah. the, the first, probably the first 10, 15 minutes, and um, I think they showed it on the, I watched match of the day uh, last night as well, and I think they kind of showed it with their little kind of uh, uh, highlights package of it yeah Bournemouth did start well they started well yeah. and, it, and it was and it, and it was one of those ones but it's funny because I was talking about the, the conflict of um, mentality what I've got with Spurs but I, I sat yeah. there and I, I actually thought no we, we, we'll be fine I think we're gonna we're gonna play I think we, we, we'll let them have their moments yeah and then we'll just shift gears like we did and that's exactly what we did do and it it just it, we, like, it, it's I know it's I don't want to sound demeaning towards Bournemouth but we just make it look so easy at the moment. We we're in such yeah. good form at the moment that it just looks so comfortable. It really did. And like Bournemouth are no mugs, are they? They're they're no, doing well in the league. It's not like we played Fulham like we're struggling right at the bottom. We're playing a team that yeah. are playing fairly well in, in in the league, you know, and we just made it look so easy, so easy. It was just ridiculous. Like the 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 goals were coming. I mean the, the my one of my favourite my actual favourite one was Kane's goal. Uh, the one he yeah. saw. Yeah. It, oh, awesome pass on the on the volley after you know over his shoulder. But the the funniest one had to be Sonny's second. I mean I don't yep. I don't know if you've Hilarious. heard there's there's actually a, a clip going around, I think it's on Twitter where someone's dubbed the uh, Benny Hill music over yep. and it's yep. just that is I mean yeah it was it was my my favorite thing about that one watching the highlights was Kane goes through slips. Yeah. Danny Rose is like, "Here's my moment." Yeah, he slips. slips. Yeah. Kane realizing that Danny's now slipped has to get up and play the ball. He picks out, you know, keeping talk about cool head in the moment. Yeah. He didn't just try and smash at it. No. Picks out Lucas. Lucas coming on the ball drills it. I mean, it was a hell of a strike. Yeah. Their keeper parries it, and Sonny's like, thanks, <laughs> goal. But he doesn't just like take the ball, he has to go round the keeper first yeah, and then right. score. I mean, it, it was like watching Sunday League. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was. Um, but, but funny, and that's the sort of goal you score when you're kind of playing well. It's yeah. like one of those yeah. where if we'd been desperate for a winner at that moment, you know, it was still nil-nil, it was really tense, 
that Begovic would have held on to it. Yeah, or sure. when Kane slipped, that'd have been it. Yeah, you know, or yeah. when Danny Rose slipped, that'd have it. been it. It just four yeah. nil up and you're going for your fifth, you seem to have that more composure, you're more relaxed. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I was going to say to you, Sam. One thing I wanted to talk about uh, at the game yesterday is one particular player, Musa Sissoko. He is just something else. It's like, it's yeah. like. I mean, I know you said about the Christmas wish, but it's yeah. like something bizarre has happened. I mean, this guy has gone from being just a laughing stock to I don't actually want to see him dropped. I can't, I can't I don't know how we can drop well, him. He's so he's playing so well at the moment. We are we are now onto a new feature. <laughs> <laughs> where every week we're going to discuss a new theory on what has happened. It's got to be, what is it, um, sir? What's happened? <laughs> he, 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 look, he, do you know what? I was saying to my friend actually at the game that what, what, it was super, um, Sizoko's playing so well that we've actually, I've almost forgotten about Dembele. It's almost like, who? Yeah, it's bizarre, isn't it? Dembele, it, like you know, I've sp- I've told you, haven't I, previously that Dembele, yeah. my absolute favourite player, love him to bits. He's what makes yeah. us tick. And it's almost like, yeah, we don't we don't need you anymore. We've got we've got the other. There's loser. a there's a meme going round. Have you seen the film Captain Phillips, where the guy takes the boat? Oh, Tom Hanks. And yeah, he, yeah, yeah, and he looks at him. He goes, "Look at me." Look at me, yeah. I'm the captain now. Yeah. Someone's transplanted his head for Sasuke. Awesome. And he's talking to Dembele, he goes, look at me, look That's at me, awesome. I'm, the, I'm the Musa now. I'm the Musa now. <laughs> but do you know what, it's funny, you know, um, the, we, we, was, we spoke, didn't we, about how the sort of the ironic chant we had about him yep. seems to give him uh, And his interview, he genuinely said that, that was it, that was the catalyst. Yeah, but now we, we sing, so the, oh, Musa, Musa Dembele, yeah. now it's his song. And the fans yeah. were chanting it, you know, really like it's not like this isn't yeah. this isn't taking a Mickey. This is like you know no. we've got like, we've got Mrs. Isoko, and it's just yeah. honestly if I if I could tell myself what I'm saying now, tell myself the, the six month six months ago, Matt, you'd be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But it, it's just incredible how, yeah, how much. Go go back and listen to our back catalogue of po- podcasts <laughs> and listen to our discussion of Musa Sissoko and and generally this discussion was. So, um, Sissoko played. <laughs> yep. Uh, he didn't fall over, so well done. Six <laughs> well done. out of ten. Um, it is, it's frightening. It is. Uh, and really like I said, we're going to bring in this new feature. It's called, uh, you know, what the hell's going on. Uh, my personal theory uh, is that he had a twin brother. Okay. And for the last two years, we've had Dave Sissoko <laughs> in the squad. Uh, whilst Musa took an extended rest, uh, he's decided, you know what, I am going to play football again. Yeah. Uh, he showed up to pre-season this year, and yeah, we got we got the one that played at Euro twenty sixteen. Maybe um, maybe he got maybe he got lost in that tour. Like at the end of it, he got lost somewhere, and he yeah. found his brother, his twin brother, yeah. and he's like, "Look, you're going to have to cover yeah. me for the next two yeah. and a half keep years. Keep the wages coming. Yeah, in. keep the wages uh, yeah. coming. In. Yeah, go on, Dave. Um, I like that theory, so, Sam. I like that theory. It's got to be, hasn't it? Because this doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, does it? It really doesn't. No. Um, so, uh, next week we'll discuss cloning. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's my theory at the moment. So, uh, the Bournemouth game, I mean, we won 6-2 against Everton. We won 5-0 against Bournemouth. I I just don't know where to go with that. But I do know where this podcast is going to go, my friend, and that is to the now world-famous... Matt stats. And now it's time for Matt's stats on the Spurs News Podcast. 
I love it. World famous, brilliant. Right, so I was trying to think of a title for the for my match stats this week. Uh, yep. gonna, it's all stats on the last two games. So how about Osun eleven? <laughs> what do you reckon? You can't see me, but I'm standing. <laughs> well done. Take it away. So we've got so in the, in this like we said six two against Everton, five nil against Bournemouth. So eleven goals scored. Sunny scored four of them. Kane scored three, Ericsson two, Lucas one, and Deli Ali one. So I thought I'd talk about the two two games. Like uh, so, the Everton one. Yeah. Uh, we've never lost in the thirty six Premier League games in which Deli Ali has scored. It's not, what a not, legend! Not bad, is it? It's not bad at all. Del boy, <laughs> it's awesome. I just I, I just hope uh, that it was just he was just being rested yesterday, and it's Pickford hasn't. Yeah, that um, Pickford challenge was nasty. Yeah. Um, we, we didn't discuss it earlier on, but it was nasty. Uh, the, he was in the match day uh, squad, Delhi, um, but they just made the decision, be it tiredness or being just cautious, they they left him good. out. But he was there. Awesome. So, awesome. So yeah, he's he's obviously trained okay. Yeah, oh that's good. And this this that kind of alludes to the our kind of conflicted mentality at the moment and where we are yep. now. So under po- under Pochettino, Spurs have won more games, 18, and more points, 70 from losing positions than any other Premier League side. So that just shows what? you our mentality. Yeah. Yeah, it's unbelievable, isn't it? We we've just Oh, how how am I still convinced we're going to get Dicked every I know, game. This doesn't make any it, sense. It doesn't, does it? So, like I say, look, probably if you're a youngster, if you're like kind of like you know teens to sort of early twenties, yeah. you don't know what we went through. You don't know. <laughs> you really don't know what we went through. You have no idea. And, and if I you, feel if, like, so, yeah, I feel so, like Spurs fans could easily be like Vietnam veterans with you know yeah, Nam exactly, flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, you don't know the things know. I've seen, kid. <laughs> yeah, it's so true, you have no idea. <laughs> You think 3-0 up at half-time's victory, you know nothing. <laughs> you know, yeah. Sorry, sorry. And then you look at the, like, the generation past up, the older generation. Yeah. They had the, the joy of watching the yeah. double season. So they've seen some real yeah, glory. My, we we my, just grew up watching man, Dyer. Yeah, my old man watched us in the 60s. And, he, and you know, through the, through the 70s, the odd wins. I mean, we got relegated in the 70s. What was that about? But, yeah. Um, you know, my old man used to say to me, "Ah, well, football's crap now." Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. just, he just he just lost faith in football. Like, well, Tottenham aren't dominating anymore. Football's rubbish. <laughs> anyway, mate, oh, I interrupted. So. I'm no, going to take we, my meds we... again. Oh. You, you carry on. Right. So there were there were a couple on the Everton game. So on the Bournemouth game. So Carl Walker Peters, yeah, love that guy. Is the youngest player to record three assists in a Premier League match since Jermaine Pennant did it in 2003. Fifteen years—that's that record's been. So it's a, wow. Yeah, he, he for me. I mean, I know we've had these discussions off the podcast, but yeah, or even on the podcast, I think we have as well. You know, how? Why? Why? Why did we sign Serge when we've got like a player as talented as? And he clearly is. I mean, every time he plays, he wins man the match, doesn't he? <laughs> I, I, I genuinely believe. Yes, he does. Yeah, I, I genuinely believe. Pot was worried about throwing him in and he wanted to sign some experience because of the Champions League. Yeah. I think if we were still a Europa League team, we'd never have signed anyone when Carl went. He'd have just promoted Carl Walker Peters and went, Yep, there's the upgrade. Yeah. You yeah. put you put hyphen Peters on the end, <laughs> yeah, there you go. it's an upgrade. Yeah. Um but yeah, genuinely now I don't think that we'd have had that sign in. I think with the Champions League he looked at him and went, We need Champions League experience. And this player is available. He fits the profile, you know, fairly quick, uh, you know, powerful. I'm talking about Serge Aurier now. You know, he fit the profile, the sort of player we'd want to sign for that role. Mm. 
Uh, I, I said it at the time. I've continued to say it. I'm a bit like a broken record. It was a waste of a signing. It was a waste of money. That money would have yeah. been better invested elsewhere because we had... It does It does circle back a little bit, though, to something else that Pop raised. If you don't mind me sidetracking just a moment, yeah, which me. is fans, after we sold Carl Walker, were demanding a signing. Mm-hmm. And if the club had just promoted Carl Walker-Peters and said, we're not signing anyone right back, people would have been pissed. Yeah, yeah, sure. And you think back to that window where we signed Paolo Gazaniga and the club couldn't announce him as a signing through fear of the fan backlash of him being our first signing that summer. Yeah. Now, Pox talked about this recently because, of course, fans now are, what a great signing that was, like mm. two million quid, and he's proven to be a fantastic backup goalkeeper Absolutely, yeah. who is genuinely pushing Hugo. He's proved me wrong. <laughs> well, it, it, but, mate, you had to have games. Mm. All you could base your opinion on was what you'd seen. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Same as me, same as everybody else. And what we'd seen was a keeper who made a lot of bloody errors. Mm, mm. You know, in every club. At Southampton, I remember us playing against Southampton when he was in goal, and we smashed him. Yeah. Uh, I think we put five past him. Yeah. You know, which we do a lot nowadays, of course. <laughs> but but genuinely, no, I, I, it was two million quid. But the club couldn't announce it. And you could tell that grated on Pock a little bit. Like, why aren't we announcing this signing? I'm delighted with it. And the club's like... Yeah, we need to announce one of the bigger names first. Mm. And it's like, well, why? Mm. Mm. And and he's right. You, you've got to trust him. You've got to trust the team that they're doing. If they sign someone, be excited about it. Be like, oh, great. I don't know who this is, but the manager does. Yeah, you know, let's, let's be let's be impressed by it. Let's, let's move forward. Let's try and shake some of these mental blockages we got off. Um, but yeah, going back to it. I genuinely don't think we needed to sign a right back, but I, at the same time, I think the club did it, possibly because of Champions League experience, yeah, but also yeah. possibly just because they were worried of what the fans would be yeah, like. Yeah, sure. No, I pretty, I agree with you, mate. I agree. Yeah, sorry. That's right, mate. Back, right. back to Matt. Back to Matt. That's right. Okay, so we, uh, in the Bournemouth game, that win, we broke the Premier League record for most matches without a draw. Uh, 19 from the start of the season the last time it was done in the league in the top league was back in the I think 83-84 season by the uh, yeah. the mouthy lot over the road but in the Premier League era yeah we've now broken the record um, ok in this one so Ericsson's uh, goal which uh, opened the scoring for us yesterday um, he's now scored 18 Premier League goals from outside the area and nice that's, yeah most by a Spurs player in Premier League history in the Premier League competition so oh wow yeah, yeah I can believe that actually that's, that's yeah. broken a record and um, last one so this is kind of um, uh, sort of what inspired the title of Matt Stats Sonny yeah. has now had a hand in 10 goals in his past 9 Premier League appearances scoring wow. 7 and creating 3 so he's been so he's been so influential for us hasn't he yeah he has he's yeah. been phenomenal yeah love him love him to wow. bits yeah and he does it with a massive smile on his face must drive people insane well it puts a smile on our faces doesn't it so he does yeah that's, <laughs> that's all I give a crap yeah, exactly. about yeah <laughs> Um, so we got, uh, and the best thing about this time of year, I mean, for me, I guess the players probably aren't so happy about it, is we got another game coming up. Um, <laughs> coming thick and fast, mate. Yeah, they? uh, we, we play Wolves. We do. Um, the game Saturday, it's a three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday. Have you ever heard of that? Oh, strange. <laughs> How bizarre. Um, but yeah, we got Wolves coming to Wembley. We all remember, of course, we went to Wolves, dominated, and then had an absolute brain fart. Yeah. Um, nearly let them back in. <laughs> I'd be interested to see if Juan plays. Juan Foyf, of course, gave away two penalties in that game. Yeah, do you know, do you know what? Funny enough, I don't know if you... Um, did you I don't, they didn't show, show it on the highlights. But at the game, Juan Foyf, there was a... Yeah. In the second half, 
there was yeah. a he brought a player down and I genuinely I was like right penalty let's, let's wait for yeah. the referee to blow his whistle and he didn't and I just remember putting my head in my hands turning around to the people sitting next to me going yeah. how did we get away with that how, yeah. how was that not a penalty and I think no, I think with him nothing on the highlights no there wasn't uh, but with with, with Foyf, he he's so prone to that but at the same time he there was plenty of times when he was he was pulling off a last ditch tackle he, he he's one of them players that he's he's got it he's got it all and I think if yeah. if Potch can just kind of I don't know well, just it's experience yeah though, yeah exactly yeah. Sam yeah and he, he needs to play games absolutely but he just seems to be prone to really kind of silly errors like silly things things that are like yeah. really costing us and I, I genuinely I, I, this this it was it was the beginning of the second half. And if if we'd have, if he'd have conceded the penalty and scored that, I I'm not saying Bournemouth would have come back, but it would have made things a little bit edgy. Well, yeah, you know? of course, you, yeah. you know, you don't want to concede things, especially when you're dominating a game. But um, no, I mean, most of the write-ups of the game were very, uh, very, uh, what's the word, positive for the way he played. Yeah, no, so. he, 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 no, Sammy, he had a good game. He had a really good game. It was just, yeah. it was a couple of moments where. It was well. That's why that sort of reminded me of it because it, it just yeah. made it reminded me of the Wolves game. It was like a couple of moments are, where are you are you feeling like when you're watching him, you feel like there's an error there. Yeah, he, a bit like when a bit like with Carl Walker at right back. That this you always felt there was yeah, going to be a absolutely. moment. Absolutely, yeah. He's he's th- yeah. That, that's why I've said and I said this in the in, uh, last time round. Yeah. I wouldn't want to see Sanchez and Foyth as our two centre backs. Yeah. I just wouldn't. I, 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 as, one, as long as one of them's with Toby or one of them's with Yan, fine. Because yeah. one can kind of cover the other, and you've got the experience. Well, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be them too, um, because I've got a feeling that Toby needs a rest. Do you think how many games he's played recently? What about playing Ben Davis though with one of them? Because he rested. You, didn't he? You, you'd rather play a left back? Oh wow! Yeah, with one you, of them. With one. That's of them. that's that's. that's you're not showing a lot of faith in the team. He's, 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 That's he's, a worry. Yeah, but he's played it's Ben Davis. I know the pre- well, obviously he didn't play yesterday, but the previous two games he's played at centre back, yeah. and he's been right, yeah. hasn't he? No, no, I'm not. I'm yeah. not knocking him at all. I'm <laughs> just saying that you're you you have a real step down in faith with Sanchez and Foy. I don't know. That's the thing. I don't, Sam. I I, I think yeah. they're both excellent defenders. Excellent. My, if they were both 26. Then yeah, yeah, absolutely play them both together. I think for them it's the inexperience. Like they're both excellent. Like Foyf yeah. is an excellent defender. He, he you know, he's, he's proven it, hasn't he? But there, yeah. like I say, there was just a couple of moments uh, where he just where you're like, my God, what are you doing? And and you the rest of like, they need an older head. Yeah, like, with you, them at this time. I mean, don't get me wrong, mate. I agree. I I personally wouldn't feel as nervous as you're sounding with the two of them starting, but perhaps I'm naive. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps, perhaps they'll start against Wolves, and after about ten minutes, you'll look at me like, "See, I told you so." <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I like them both, and I, I do genuinely see that as a future defensive pairing Absolutely, because they yeah. complement each other very similar to the way Jan and Toby do. Mm, um, mm. Sanchez is a bit quicker than any other centre central defender we have. Mm. Um, you, you, you know, this is a horrible comparison for any defender at Tottenham, but he has that King esque ability of just getting back, yeah, you know, sure. and sort yeah. of timing is a way his, of doing tackles, it. Yeah. Um, Foyf is like a ball playing central defender he loves the ball at his feet Mm -hmm. he seems comfortable all the time even if he makes a mistake he then carries on playing he Mm -hmm. doesn't let it you know shatter his confidence which I like Um, he's one of them Foyf is one of them centre backs like you say he's a ball playing I know it's not you don't see it in the game very often nowadays especially in the Premier League uh, no. You know, if a centre back just hoofing it clear it he he just looks to play all the time no matter where he he is he looks to play and 
that's how we play, isn't it? You know, so the more mm-hmm. the more he gets used to that, the more he gets used to playing with us. Yeah, he'll be a nat- like you know, especially if Poch does is with us in the long term, he'll naturally yeah. just be a, a centre back that, that will fit into Poch's kind of uh, ethos, you know, and uh, yeah. way style of playing. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens with that. But I mean, team wise, I think Delhi might come back yeah, in. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see Lamella get a start as well. Uh, I think he will. I think yeah. we might see Ericsson drop to the bench mm. because. You know, we played these games thick and fast in January. Is there's no let up? There's no let up, you know, is there? No. Because you know, January comes in and then the FA Cup, yeah. the League, League Cup, Cup semi-final. and then we've got Man United that weekend as well. It's just bomb, bomb, yeah. bomb, 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 isn't it? Um, the fixtures. I'd be interested to see if Sonny keeps playing every game, almost like we are going to play him into the damn dirt. <laughs> yeah. um, they I can have know. him tired. South Korea can have him tired. Yeah, yeah he's going to get there knackered, basically <laughs> kick a ball around a couple of times for them over there and then come back because they get knocked out. Well, that's what we want, um, that's what we want, Sam. We want to get knocked out in the group stages, don't we? <laughs> oh, mate, I, I, yeah, I'm basically, in the last tournament, I was cheering them on yeah. like they were England at the yeah. World Cup. In this one, I am... Team Gazbekistan, whoever the hell they're playing, I am against them. We're so but, fickle, um, aren't we? Yeah. Oh, oh, massively, yes. <laughs> I'm a very self-interest-serving kit. Um, so, yeah, my friend, I mean, the Wolves game is going to be a tough game. It's at Wembley, um, mm-hmm. and I, I have this genuine belief that anyone who's watched us play in our last two games are not going to come and open up and attack us. No. I think Wolves are going to look at the last two games and go, right, we need to frustrate them. We uh, need to I don't think that's the way they dig in. I don't think that's the way they, they play, though, is it? I mean, they, like, their I, manager's kind of bringing that attacking football to them, isn't he? I'd love them to come at us because yeah. I genuinely believe whatever team we put out of the form we're in at the moment... Teams are open against us. We're going to pick them off. They might get a goal. They mm. might get a couple. But I genuinely have the faith that we'll put more past them. Yeah, sure. Um, but if I was a manager and I was setting up a team to play us right now, I'd start the game with ten yeah. men behind the ball yeah. and just frustrate the crap out. Don't of go toe to toe to toe with us because no, it's not going to no, work, no. is it? <laughs> I, I genuinely don't think. I think the only team in the country right now, or only two teams in the country, would genuinely back themselves to do it is Liverpool and Man City. I agree. And I think even Man City at the moment, because they're having a bit of a sort of what the hell's going on. I think mm. even they go into it against us if they were playing us next game. I think Man City would look to just control the ball early and take the sting out of us, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, sure. I think Liverpool are just on flying, so I think Liverpool had come at us and be like, okay, this game could end up 8 all, but we're going to go for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'd just be a cracking game right now. As it is, uh, Liverpool played the scum next. That's going to be a conflicted feeling for me. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah, uh, come on, you Reds, just makes me feel. I'm going like, to feel really sick. filthy. Yeah, no matter what. I mean, I, I don't even. I don't. I gotta I be honest draw. with you. I don't. Oh, I, I don't care. I, yeah. I, some uh, one of our fellow admins, Dan, pointed out to us yesterday that Liverpool have got Arsenal and Man City and could conceivably lose both those games. Arsenal and Man City got the ability to beat them. Yeah. And we win our next two, and all of a sudden that six point gap's gone. Yeah. Now the goal difference is such it is we wouldn't go top. Oh, I don't know the way we, the way we're scoring well, the way we're scoring goals, Sam. I don't know if we could if they did lose and we won our two. I'll, Conceivably, catch them up. <laughs> Listen to that positivity flowing <laughs> from Matthew right now. Um, but I don't know. I, it's one of those games where if it's a draw, it's kind of like okay. But if Arsenal gets stuffed, I'll smile. Yeah. If Liverpool right. lose, I'll smile. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's kind of like okay, yeah. Um, but then of course Liverpool play Man City, um, which is kind of like a, a gleeful rubbing our hands together. Yeah. But 
we got to focus on us. Yes. I know the players keep saying it, Pop keeps saying it, and I think we as fans need to keep listening to that and believing it as well because it's so easy to look at the fixtures and go, oh, look at this, we got this run now, and they're playing so-and-so, and don't get me wrong, that's part of the fun. How many years did we spend Christmas in mid-table with? Oh, well, <laughs> we might get a cup game, maybe. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this this is... This is fun, yeah. and let's all enjoy it. And because that's that's kind of great, you know, enjoy the fun times because they don't always come around. Trust us. Of course, yeah. Um, okay, man. So let's uh, let's move on now, and let's uh, answer some of the questions from our Instagram and Facebook. Now it's time for your comments. Now I'm going to start with Instagram. Because I tend to start with Instagram simply because they don't have names. They have the screen names. This is, and I've this is my favourite part of the podcast, Sam, listening to you trying to pronounce these names. You're <laughs> such an ass. Um, right, two seconds. Uh, da, 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 da. Right then. Here we go. The first one is from... Oh, hell. JXSON.NOL. Uh, Sun. Dot null. Uh, do we need to replace Wanyama in January? Um, We've got Sissoko. Yeah, yeah, who needs Wanyama when you have Sissoko? <laughs> it's a difficult one. Wanyama, I fear, is done. I fear the injury <sighs> record. Uh, I, I just can't see him getting back to where he, he is with us, um, where he needs to be with us. I think he could go to a club where the emphasis on fitness isn't as high and possibly still have a very good two to three, four, five years left. I fear with us in the Premier League, it's not going to happen. Would that mean put you on the spot, Sam? Do you know how yeah. old he is? Um, Cause I, always, I, I always thought he was quite young. Like I thought he was like 24, no, 25. He... Is he a lot older than that, is he? Or... Uh, no, I don't know if he's that. Old. I think he's twenty six. Okay, um, so he's not. He's not. He's kind of like. But, but what I mean is the the knee injury. You know, you think about it, it's been two years now of pretty much consistent. He's out. Yeah. Do you yeah. know? And and I don't know. I don't know many players that recover from that. You could probably say that. Uh, well, yeah, Lamella is possibly the example, but uh, he's twenty seven. 27, there you right, go. He's okay. 27. His birthday's in June. Sure. So he'll be 28 this summer coming up. Mm. Um, this knee injury, yeah, two two and a bit years, and he's hardly played for us. Mm. I think if someone came along in January and offered us a loan for him, I think we'd be tempted. Yeah. I think I you know, see that. go away and get some games. Mm. Um, but I don't know. It's difficult because when he was fit. He was such an important part of our squad. Yeah, I agree. Because he he dominated the midfield, and mm. we are missing that at the moment. We've kind of adjusted our formation and the way we're playing, but having options in the squad to play different ways with Dyer out at the moment, you know. But Dyer and Wanyama were very different. A lot of people sort of used to be critical of Dyer, but Dyer was far more a positional defensive midfielder. Yeah, he could break up play, put tackle in, but. He was more about covering our fullbacks. He was kind of the guy that if someone bombed forward, like Danny Rose bombed forward and lost the ball, Dyer was at left back. Covered it, he, yeah. He was just, yeah, he was very smart with that. Wanyama was just all about breaking up play, non stop, just tackle, 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 interception. 
and you, they kind of complemented each other a little bit sometimes, but you, you kind of you didn't play both of them unless you were really up against it. Mm. But it's, know, very it, slight it, slight differences in the way they played. Yeah, um, I agree. But, and it's funny as well, Sam, because you're you're obviously doing it subconsciously, but <clears throat> they're both Spurs players. But you're referring to them in the past tense, so it just yeah. shows, isn't it? Like the kind of the injuries we've had, especially on no Dyer's kind of it's more yeah. of a recent thing. But yep, yeah, get well soon, Eric. Yeah, but with with Wenyama, he is. It, it, it's almost like you know you, you forget that he he still is a player for us, you know? Because yeah, yeah, he's yeah. still he's still there and. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but do we need to replace it? Uh, to be honest with you, looking at the way we're playing and the fact we've not really had him in the side for the last two years, I don't know if buying a replacement for him is necessary. Mm. I do think we miss that style of player, so perhaps that's something that needs to be looked at. But really, only the club medical team and the sports scientists will be able to say if Wanyama's ever going to recover from where he is. And it's not something they're going to broadcast because if we want to sell him, um, you know, you're not going to put it. So, uh, I don't know. Um, We have another question here from Jack Nixon. Jack NXON123. Which striker should we have for backup to Kane? Uh, Sonny. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. I, I'm I'm more than happy with where our options are right now. Yep. Uh, and then we've got a final one on Instagram, which is Ben is Shaq. <laughs> um, ben is Shaq, I think is the name. S H A Q. I know I said this before, Sam, but I swear you're saying one day you're going to say something rude without realizing. Yep. Oh, big time! <laughs> yeah. And I think I've probably already done it. Yeah, several times. Um, uh, ben just wants to discuss the number of games we play over the December sort of period. Uh, what do you think about it? Because I know there's a lot of calls for, you know, there's going to be a winter break and stuff like that. Personally, as a fan, I love it. Yeah, I mean, there's games but, all the time, isn't there? Uh, I mean, like obviously the Spurs game's on, but there's a there's a Premier League game on tomorrow. It's almost like you're just yeah. flooded with football. And I, I'm, for, for personally, I love it. I mean, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm the same, so... <laughs> It's difficult. As a fan, I absolutely love it. As players and coaches, I kind of understand, you know, okay, you're breaking your bones for my entertainment, but, you know, whatever. You get well yeah. paid. Yeah, get sure. on with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, we're moving across the face, but then and the first comment is from Alpesh K. Patel. Hello, Alpesh. He says, we will miss Sonny when he's away. Who do you think will take this opportunity for his scoring in his absence? Go on then, Matt. What do you think? Oh, it's a it's a difficult one, isn't it? I mean, L- Lucas is scoring goals, isn't he? Lucas Mora, and you know, Lamella will probably get a bit more time on he? and he he can he can find the back of the net kind of quite easily if he's getting game time. So there's there's still plenty of goals there. I mean, like you know, I, I, yeah. when I spoke when I did my my stats, you know, I was, what is it? There's so Sunny scored four, but you got two by and three by Kane, Lucas and Deli Ali. There's, yeah. there's there's goals everywhere in our, in our attack, isn't yeah. there? So. I think, I, don't, I think it's Lucas who's going to play more. Yeah, yeah, no, and and you know he's he's doing well. He seems to sort of be settling into the squad a, a lot more down now, doesn't he? And yeah, I feel like he's he's really. I mean, one thing I noticed uh, at the game yesterday, and it's the sort of thing you only really notice when you're at the games, but um, yeah. he really works hard uh, more off the ball. Yeah, you know, he's he's one of those. I feel like he's really um, he's really taken on board. What Potch's philosophy at the, at the club? Yeah, and I wonder. I mean, listen, I'm just putting two and two together and possibly making five. But I wonder at, at P, uh, PSG, that's maybe what 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 kind of. Uh, I mean, because the, the season we signed him, he wasn't getting game time there, was he? No. And I, and I wonder whether Potch has said to him, "Look, you know, you've got 
bags of ability, but you need to really uh, you need there needs to be more to your game. You know, you need to be aggressive in the tackle and win the ball. And 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 he was he was really sort of he was really getting involved and 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 uh, you know getting in amongst it. And it wasn't all about just the fancy runs and stuff. You know, he was kind of really. Um, he was he was really helping the squad out, and and I think probably for him as well, he realises. I mean, he's not one of the Fab Four at the moment, is he? But you know, at, no. s- at some point, you know, if he if he he's only he's still relatively young, isn't he? So yeah, he he he's doing well, uh, Lucas Moore, and and I, I I like what I saw yesterday. And although I'm going to be devastated that more, that Sonny's going for a few weeks, I still feel like we've got plenty of options. That means that although we will really miss him, we'll still be fine. Yep. Okay. Um, Stefan Cruz Alvarez asks very similar as Sun hit form at the worst time possible for us. He's kind of undroppable right now and oh, heading God. off to Asia soon. Yeah. 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 You're probably right, Stefan. I mean, he's one of the years. Yeah. He's one of undroppable. Yeah. Right now. He's one of the best players in the Premier League at the moment. Like, honestly, I he think is. Man City, Liverpool, any team would have him. He's just. He's just. Unbelievable! Like you know, he's yep. he's like we. I know we spoke about it earlier the two the last previous two games, but his, his accuracy is just unnerving. He's just getting involved. He's every time I say every time he gets the ball, what's he going to do? And nine times out of ten, he does something exciting and creates something. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I agree. He just when he's in this kind of form, is is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, uh, Daniel Beecroft, a fellow admin for Spurs News, has asked. Carl Walker-Peters was fantastic again. What do you make of him, and does this mean the end of Oreo? And also, when will we see Danny Rose-Peters? Danny Rose-Peters? Um, Danny Rose-Peters uh, is still in the academy. Um, he's, he's, he's coming through well. Uh, uh, but uh, he's kind of been put on the back burner in development because Harry Kane-Peters is kind of taking precedence. Yes, yeah, he's really um, good, isn't he? Yeah, and that's, that's, become a, that's become a bit of a side project. But... But the Musa Dembele Peters uh, experiment is now called Musa Sissoko, yep, yep. and uh, yeah, we we hope it carries on going well. But um, the, the the serious question about KWP and Oreo, me and you have kind of already discussed it in the podcast, so I won't go over it again. But I I genuinely, when you look at the fact the squad needs to be more balanced with homegrown players, you look at the fact the next season rules are changing again, where they want to increase the homegrown players in the squads. I think we'd still get what we paid for Aurier if we sold him now. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think there'd be plenty of clubs playing in European competition. Remember, there's no such thing as cup tied in European competition anymore. Yeah. So I think there genuinely would be a number of clubs who'd be interested in him. Um, I think Kieran Trippier's still our number one choice at right back. Yeah. Uh, he's struggling with injury himself. It's one of those things where we've had a number of times this season, you know, look at it right now, where both Trippier and Aurea are struggling for fitness, mm. and Carl Walker-Peters is there, and Carl can even cover at left-back. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the reason why the managers kept him around and not sent him out on loan. Yeah. Um, would we lose squad options? I, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably, if there was an offer for Aurea, I think the club would take it. Mm, I agree. Um, but I, I don't think we'd uh, sort of be touting him around to sell, if that makes sense. I think as well, we've, you know, talking about Chip here as well, he's he's obviously like his dead ball um, yeah. ability is really improved, and I feel like for him, it's it's almost like you know I was saying about Lucas Moore and, and working other parts of his game. It seems that Trippier's been doing that as well, and you know we got that that, yeah. that was it the third goal against Everton 
was was almost a direct result a result of that of his free kick. And yeah, you know the, yeah. the goal against Fulham, that free kick against Fulham, which was very England esque, wasn't it from the World Cup? Yeah, yeah. So, take that one out. Yeah, so he's he's he, it, when you when you look at when you look at us taking free kicks, you know you now got obviously it was Kane and Eriksson yesterday, but not you know you, you, when Trippier's got the ball, you, you feel like he's going to do something with a free kick. It's not going to be a waste. You do. It's yeah. it's weird. Yeah, um, it's like like Roberto Carlos had an English love child. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. But. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that, and it was in Bury. Um, so, uh, next one is from Sam Norton. Sam says, uh, first of all, great name, Sam. Uh, firstly, I think we shouldn't get ahead of ourselves in the title race, but I think we have a better chance than we did than when Leicester won it. We are third favourites behind City and Liverpool, so aren't expected to win. Less pressure, and we can play the way we want to, so hopefully we might have a chance. Uh, yeah, I agree, Sam. That's a fairly... Well, he... Yeah, I... Yeah, I was gonna say. So I was gonna say to you, Sam, that that he refers to the uh, season when when Leicester pipped us to it. Mm-hmm. We we was on at, after nineteen games. We was on yep. thirty five points yep. in that season. We're now on forty five points, so we're ten points ahead of where we was that season. Yeah, yeah. Remember that was the season we bottled it. Yeah, although Arsenal was, were top, was, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Who was top of the league at Christmas? Yeah, them lot. Yeah, yeah the scum. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so as for Pop leaving, I think he will use this as leverage with Levy to get the financial backing he wants, which could be a great thing for us, and United would have shot themselves in the foot is because we're going to buy players and push on. I love his positivity. Yeah, I, Sam, I, I like it as well. I think I think we should do that. Yeah, Sam, we may need you to comment every week. Um, <laughs> the next one's Andy Cruz. We need another creative midfielder so Christian can be rested. A young striker to learn from Pock and Harry. Uh, but other than that, I believe we are fine. Pock isn't going anywhere. Um, I love your positivity as well. The creative midfielder thing's difficult because Ericsson is a standout player. Mm. Just just phenomenal. Mm. Um, to sign a player of that ilk and say to him, we're going to rotate you, yeah, yeah. It's, it's difficult, yeah. and and similar to signing a striker to come in, um, you know, we signed Lorente on the basis that look, you're older, you're experienced, you're going to help the squad, and you're going to be there when we need you. Um, but even Lorente has said how he struggled with that role. Mm. You know, mm. I, you know, I want to be playing games, mm. and he's in his thirties. You get a young striker who's of an a caliber who is at Premier League level now. He needs to be playing, or his whole progress just gets stunted. Yeah, of course. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer, and I've said it before. I think we've got options in Sunny. We just look how lethal he is right now. Uh, we have to play a certain different way, but I, I think it almost opens up teams all the better. The it's difficult, you know. You play a game like Championship Manager or something. You can build a squad that's like superstars in every position, and superstars sat on the bench. It's not like that. It, yeah, it reminds me a bit of uh, the you know when I was talking to uh, Mickey Hazard on that on our interview that we had on the podcast, yeah. and Harry had to go to Chelsea because basically he was in the same squad as Glenn Hoddle, uh, yeah. and I know it's slightly different then because there was only one substitute, so he wasn't even getting yeah, games yeah. even as a substitute. But when you've got someone of the ability of you know of Ericsson, oh, I don't know, I might get in trouble for saying that he's almost I, I don't know Hoddle was a genius, wasn't he? And and and, yeah. and Ericsson probably isn't in that league yet but he's still you know he's just one of the best creative midfielders in the Premier League if not the world so yeah, yeah you're right to, to have someone of that of that kind of ability that's willing to kind of not play every game I don't think you're going to find that no it'd be a real struggle yeah. you, you kind of want to uh, dare I say create that from the <laughs> <Very> academy <good. laughs> um, you know like a Christian Eriksen Peters yeah, yeah. love it 
Um, Crisp Nelms. Uh, Crisp Nelms says, do you think we will lose Pock to Man United or do you think Livy will do his utmost to keep the one manager we've had that's got a genuine chance of landing silverware? Uh, we've addressed this a lot yeah. and I think we're going to address this almost on every podcast. Uh, Crisp, I, I, I'm of the belief that Daniel Levy needs to do something. I, I'm in the genuine belief that Pock's looking at him right now like, I do have other options. Yeah. Make me believe... Mm. That you want to go from challenging to winning, yeah. you know, make make me believe it. I think what that is, I don't know because it's it's an intangible thing. Only Puck, only Daniel Levy, only the inner circle will know that. But I I am of the belief that he does need to do something. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree. The the next question on here is actually Daniel Le- uh, Beecroft again. I was going to say Daniel Levy again. <laughs> Um, yeah, Daniel Levy says, stop talking crap, I put loads of money in. Um, I'm trying to concentrate yeah. the stadium. Yeah, yeah, I'm busy, leave me alone. Uh, but Daniel Beecroft actually asks, which leads on exactly from what Chris has just said, which is, will Levy learn from the past transfer windows and look to strengthen in January? Do we have the balls to make a big signing to really worry other title contenders, i.e. Zaha? There's a massive thread of the debate there. For anyone listening, go join that. That could be fun. Um, but we're just going to focus on the question, do I think we have the balls? Yes. Do I think we have the money? Nope. Mm. Um, and that's a, that's a kind of a financial reality that I think a lot of people struggle with. Um the football club right now, the stadium overrun means that the budget that was ring-fenced, this is for transfers, that's for stadium, is kind of being used. We are having to dip into it. So when Pochettino in a press conference a couple of weeks ago pulled his pocket out and went, there is no money, I think he was more serious than people realise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, until the stadium's finished and opened that refinance to a, a standard bank loan can't happen because it's not signed off. It's yeah. like if you're building a house, you can't move into it and get a standard mortgage until the thing's finished. Mm. It's like, oh, look, their walls are up. Give me a mortgage. <laughs> um, it doesn't happen. Yeah. And for anyone who doesn't and bought a house yet and you're listening, trust me, it doesn't happen. But it's, it's something that I, I think Christmas is a perfect analogy for me to use here, which is... All of us who've got kids, etc., or people we love, people we care about, want to spoil them a little at Christmas. We want to give them gifts to make them smile, make them happy, and generally give them something that they're going to want, they're going to use. I know some people like to give their wives ironing boards and stuff. Some people are known as divorced suit. But it's, it's a genuine thing. Now, Daniel Levy, I think, would love more than anything in the world to go, hey, Mauricio, you're staying, right? Because, uh, Messi is on his way, but there is no way we can do that. Yeah, and I yeah, think yeah. he'd love to do something, but if you don't have the money, you can't buy the gift. Of you know, this mm. this is a point I'm trying to make. It's an analogy. There's no way of doing that. Now you've got to find a way. You got to, you know struggle, beg, borrow, steal. People are saying, well, you know, we got the stadiums going to open, the increased revenue. We could borrow now, so we do that. We're tapped out. We are all borrowed out. The banks are backing us. The stadium's overrun, so the banks are now going, Oi, sort it out. Mm. Until that's done, until that stadium's open, there's no way Daniel can do anything. You know, the new contracts thing. I firmly believe there are players ready to sign new deals, the terms, etc. But they can't be finalised, simply because there's no way he can do it until he's sorted this other thing out. Yeah. 
That's my belief. I mean, mm. what about yourself? Yeah, no, yeah, you're probably right. It's 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 one of those ones where I'd, I'd love us to kind of make. You know, I know we talk about Zaha quite a lot. It would be yeah, just one of those yeah. ones. I mean, he, that that game of Man City, I watched the highlights of that, and he was just he played him off the park, didn't he? At times, yep. and it'd be a brilliant signing. But yeah, I guess we have to put just put reality on it, don't we? And well, I mean, I mean, we, we we talked about Serge Aurier. I mean. You know, if we sell him and maybe do a swap deal, for, I, I don't know. There's there might be options, might there, of, of kind of. If you them. if you look at the theory that we need to sell players to buy anybody, mm. and you work on the fact that Crystal Palace will demand seventy five million for him, yeah, possibly more now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, seventy five million they'd want. You're probably going to get twenty five for Aurier, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, we could probably get a couple of million for Musa Dembele because his contract's about to go. Um, we could possibly get uh, a couple of million for you know, a couple of others, maybe ten to fifteen for Janssen, maybe fifty pence for Nkudu. Um, <laughs> if you're lucky. But, yeah, yeah, maybe we'll give them fifty pence to take him. <laughs> but but you see what I mean? You go through the squad of the players that need to move on. Mm. You're not going to get the seventy five million. And I know people are screaming, "Well, where's the money gone then? Our net spend's been this for so long." The stadium project has been going on for a long time. It wasn't just when White Hart Lane got demolished. You've got to remember, we were acquiring buildings for years, and that was coming out of the club's money. There's no magical benefactor. Yeah, Joe Lewis is a billionaire. The reason he's a billionaire is because he's frugal with money. Of course. Um, and, yeah, you've got owners that just put their hand in their pocket. Roman Abramovich at Chelsea just went, yeah, I want to win the league. Here's $300 million and a blank checkbook. Yeah. One, that can't happen anymore because of the change in the rules. But two, our owner's not like that and people just need to accept that. At some point, he's going to sell us. And whether that new owner comes in and has a different attitude, only time will tell. But we are where we are and we have to accept the fact that that's not what he does. The club has to do everything from their own budget. And for however many years, we've been net spending what we have but at the same time buying all the land and doing all the bits and pieces to develop this stadium which let's face it looks pretty amazing right now and i think once we're in there and the thing's done the refinance has happened daniel levy can sit back and go right now i know this is costing x and we're gonna invest you know y uh but until then i think we're stuck um Last one from Facebook, and I saved this for last. It's from Paul Matthews. Paul Matthews says, Can I, and hopefully all of us as fans, recognise Spurs News and say a huge thank you to Sam, Matt, and all the others to all you do at Spurs News. The news page has always been great, but this podcast has been awesome from day one and is only going from strength to strength. Keep it up, guys. Let's go bigger, better, and more for 2019. Cheers to all. And Matt Hope has said, I fully agree with Paul Matthews. Um, First of all, Paul, thank you. Um, You're not getting another Tottenham shirt. You won (laughs) one in a competition a while ago. I I know I said I take bribes, but that was donuts. I take bribes from donuts. Um, Yeah, thank you. That was very kind. Yeah, very Um, kind of you. Thank you very much. It's a little bit emotional right now. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm trying to bite my top lip. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, we're good. We're good. <laughs> good. You're gonna go do some manly stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know about you, my friend, but I think I think we're done. I think we've we've covered everything. Uh, I was gonna have a little chat about the January transfer window, but to be honest with you, we've talked so much transfers and stuff like that. I I think 
January is going to be our next podcast. We'll save it for January. <laughs> yeah, we'll save it for January because let's face it, it's going to be a subject that is going to run. Um, but yeah, uh, man, unless there's anything else you want to add to this podcast? No, just a happy new year to all our listeners and thanks for listening and uh, hope we've, uh, we entertain you you know, as much next year. Yeah, uh, you're hoping. But this is episode 30, by the way. Wow, it's fluffy, yeah. isn't it? That's yeah, frightening. that is frightening. We started this in the World Cup in the summer. Remember when everyone was really happy? Yeah, and it, and it was coming home. That's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. We, I know. We did talk about it on the twenty fifth, but twenty fifth yeah. episode. But you know, we had that where it didn't rain for like three months, and we're like, oh my yeah. god, it's, it's into the yeah. world. It was a bizarre time was, to, to think back. But yeah, episode 30, wow. the last one of the year. Um, we, of course, will be back. Uh, it'll be next week. Well, next year, in fact. Um, but yeah, we'll be talking all things Tottenham again next week. Uh, you never know. The window will be open for a few days before we speak again. We've got to sign somebody. You never know. Never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like Matt says, a big happy new year to everybody. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll be speaking to you next year. Take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News podcast. Be sure to join over fifty thousand other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on, you Spurs! And remember, to dare is to do.